It's the Dogcast, episode number 496. Guys, the time for talking is over. Fall camp is here, pads are popping, practice is rocking, and it is time for the Dogcast to bring you all the news about Georgia Bulldog football. Alright, dog fans, it's the Dogcast, episode number 496. The time for talk is over. Well, actually, the time for talking is right now, because me and Jamie, we're back in the bunker. But the talking season for the players and the football team, that time is over. Jamie, you ready to talk about Georgia football, buddy? Let's do more. Let's do more. That's right. This is the season of doing more. We're going to do more. We're doing more at the dog cast. We're going to do more in the bunker. We're doing more at the indoor practice facility. We are doing more at the Woodruff practice fields. It's time to do more from top to bottom, from the fans to the podcast to the players to the coaches. We all got to do more in 2019, buddy. Yeah, and what's on schedule? We're all doing more. I mean, the fan base is doing more. Did you see that line outside of Fan Day? I'm telling you, buddy. Fan Fest this past weekend, the House of Pain was rocking. The indoor practice facility was really rocking. The line down the sidewalk in the heat. People standing in line to get those posters. Players laughing it up. It was a great day at the House of Pain, man. The indoor practice facility looked awesome. Yeah, it looked fantastic. And everybody I talked to that was there just said, you know, it went smooth. It was phenomenal. And, and you know, there's a lot of talk of how uptight it is. There are some um, major Georgia reporting websites that like to knock Kirby the way he does his, his, his fan fest saying that he's up too uptight, you should be able to get what you want signed and, I guess, sit down and have coffee with the players. I don't know. But sure. everybody that goes seems to love it. They're not disappointed at all. It's just the people that report on it that seem to be disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> the guys in their, their internet side business, right? I mean, hell, sorry you couldn't. You know what? I actually, I've been to a lot of fan fest. I've been to the old ones. I've been to the new ones. And I know those guys are complaining, and we know why they're complaining. You know, let me ask you this. When you see a guy come up to fan fest and that son of a bitch has got six helmets in boxes, like looped all over his arms and everything, do you think he's just doing that because man, he just loves the team and, and he just wants to, you know, probably Probably getting those for his grandkids, right? I'm sure that's what he's doing with them, right? He, I'm sure, I'm positive, so you he's not selling those right. on eBay. I'm, I'm sure that's not what it is, right? Yeah. Hey, Kirby understands, and everybody else. If you're being honest, if you're a real fan, it's not that big a deal to get the signed poster, right? The signed posters are fast, it's efficient, and it helps get a lot of people through. Because if you've stood in line and not gotten autographs because some jerk-off is up there with 17 damn footballs and 13 helmets, you know, for his 24 grandkids, 
Um, I, I kind of like the efficiency. I mean, I like getting cool stuff signed too, but I like the efficiency and everybody gets a little something rather than a few people getting 24 damn helmets signed, you know? I'm with you 100%. And plus, it's, it's a different poster every year. And if you're into that type of thing for your Georgia room, your man cave or whatever, I mean, frame them all and one day you'll look back and you'll really have something. For sure. It's an awesome collectible, man. Quit whining about it, right? We're not, I mean, hell, sorry your side business got shut down. Right. But, um, yeah, it was a great thing. And, you know, last Saturday, it was a big day for the for the Janie household. We had the dead period was over, recruiting news back on. We had the big barbecue for the players last week. You got any hot takes on the recruiting front, man? I know it's been big Big news all week long. It's been a heck of a week for recruiting. The barbecue, of course, led off with the commitment from four-star offensive tackle Chad Lindbergh from Texas. This kid, he, he's probably a – with the O-line that we have now, he's probably a redshirt guy his first year. Right. But, I mean, he's six six and a half, three hundred and thirty 330 pounds. The kid has a five-point-something GPA. In high school. I heard about that. I know, right? On a 4.0 scale. That's not bad. That's not bad. He's going to walk into the University of Georgia a sophomore, literally. Right. That's no joke. He's going to be a sophomore when he gets there. He's he's got everything we're looking for. He he he's like he's got to get a little stronger. He's got to do a few, but it's not like he's he's weak. Isaiah Wilson wasn't conditioned enough when he got there, and look at him took him a year. So I think he's kind of in the same mold. He'll slide right. right in year two to be another all-SEC caliber lineman, just another one. And what happens, guys, Sam Pittman doesn't recruit 100 different linemen. You know, you see some, some coaches and some teams are recruiting a million kids at once. Sam, Sam Pittman makes a list, and he goes from top to bottom. When Rame committed to his home state or home school of Oklahoma, he went to the guy right up under him, Lindbergh, and said, hey, guys, we got a spot. Guess what he did? He, he lands him. jumped at the opportunity. Texas, the University of Texas last week, the week before FanFest, they, they were certain he was going to be a Longhorn. Oh, yeah. They definitely were. They were all up on the media, the social media. They were all over the Internet talking about how they were fixing to land this guy. Yeah, all over. The, they they knew it until Sam Pittman called and said, buddy, we got a spot for you. But the thing about those spots, if you don't take them, guess what? Somebody yeah. else will. There's only Somebody else so is going many. to. I know. Somebody, the guys want to play for Sam Pittman. If, and he, like you said, he doesn't recruit a bunch of people. If you get a letter from him, you probably ought to think long and hard about whether you're going to turn that thing down. I mean, he's got kids committing to him that are lifelong Longhorn fans. Parents played at Tennessee. I mean, Ouch, that still stings, right? Uh, <laughs> you got to get your little dig in against the volunteers, uh, right? you got to, but think about it. I mean, Derek, what what if you are a former letterman at the University of Georgia? <laughs> I'm still not tired. Tired of watching that guy scrape that damn power tee off his back glass, exactly. right? But how, would, uh, how hard would that be to swallow if you're a former letterman at Georgia and, and your son's got offers everywhere and he's like, Dad. I think I just want to go up to Knoxville. Yeah. 
Oh, my goodness. Could you imagine? I don't know, man. It would not be good. It would not be awesome. But, you know, it seems like our players, their dads kind of embrace it. You know, they kind of like are getting on board, you know. Hey, speaking of recruits, I got a trivia question for you. I know here's a big recruit we landed since the last show yep. out of California. Clovis, And, you California. know, we don't, we don't do a lot of recruiting in California, my friend. We do not. Who was the last player that we signed from the state of California? Uh, Jarvis Jones? I don't think so. Was Jarvis Jones from California? I know he he, he enrolled at USC and transferred, so I don't know. I'm going to go with Nadaris Ward. Oh. You remember that guy? Tight end, never played a down. Yeah, I'm not I'm not real familiar with Nadaris Ward. Nadaris Ward. So yeah, well, a long-time listeners of the podcast. Long I mean, I I know you're kind of new to the bunker, right? You're kind of new to these parts, but Nadaris Ward was a five-star tight end who never played a down for us and uh, um turned out to be a bust. So I'm hoping this new kid from California is going to be a lot better player. Tell us a little bit about this new running back we got. Wow, Kendall Milton, <sighs> kid 6'2". Right now, he's he's dropped a little weight since the opening. He's down to about 218 pounds. He was, earlier this month, he was in combines at 229. 6'2", 229 pounds, preparing for his senior year of high school. Now, he's not a sloppy 229, or wasn't. He's down, like I said, he's down to 218. This kid's put together. He's not the fastest kid on the planet. But he doesn't have to be. He's got elite, <laughs> elite balance. Really? His lateral footwork is there. Think, I, I'm just going to go out on a limb. Uh, worst case scenario, worst case scenario, he turns into an Elijah Holyfield. Yeah, okay. Just a bruising guy. But you think he's got the jump cut is what you're saying, right? Oh, he's, he's got, got the... it. His, his feet for his size are incredible. I mm. mean, the kid can just go side to side, stop and go, and take contact. I've I've honestly never seen a high school kid take contact like he does. And I mean, he doesn't even fall out of line. He just keeps going. The balance... He's built for the SEC right now. He's going to play another year of high school, but if he were a senior enrolling now, I mean, it's, he wouldn't walk on, onto campus and they'd be like, oh, my goodness, we better get him in the weight room quick. Right. Um, right. Nah, I mean, because he puts on weight quickly. I mean, he went from playing two, at 215 his, his junior year of high school to – getting the all-season program and got up to 229 before July. Hmm. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, hell, come on in, baby. The water's warm. We got plenty of running backs, right? Uh, Zamir White cleared for full contact, right? Zamir's Dewan Mathis. Dewan Mathis not cleared for full contact, but taking more snaps in practice than I thought he would. You know, doing a little skeleton drills. Dewan Mathis looking good. I mean, I've heard from more than one person that Dewan Mathis had the second best-looking ball on the team every time it leaves his hands. Right. Well, 
you know, another guy that's looking great. Fall camp has started now. We've got a few practices under our belt. We're getting ready for the season. We're starting to really drill down on that depth chart and get pieces in place. And speaking of moving pieces around, um, we had a couple of big pieces of news. One, I want to say, George Pickens looking awesome. George Pickens came to play. Not a, Also a kid who's D1 ready right now. Oh, my goodness. He's got a D1 body, that's for sure. Uh, if he can pick up this playbook quickly enough, it could be trouble. That kid, I I walked right past him at G-Day, okay? And I mean, within 10, 10 feet. And he was a decent – and I thought to myself, you know, he's he's a little thicker than I thought he was. He's not as frail as I thought. But he wasn't a big guy. Right. He's a big guy now. I mean, he's a big boy. He's done work in the offseason, baby. He yeah. wants it. The kid's hungry, man. His upper body, which is he's going to use quite a bit to get off get off the line of scrimmage, I mean, he, he's jacked. I mean, he looks like he's out there getting ready for like a swimsuit shot or something. I tell you, if he can't get blocks done, I mean, you know, the measure of any receiver at Georgia, we've said it a thousand times, it. right? You got block. to be able to block, baby. Got to be able to block. Well, let me tell you, if he can't block, it ain't going to be because he doesn't have the damn arm. It, it ain't going to be because he doesn't have the body and the tools to do it. It's going to be a technique issue, right? So we're going to find out real soon what George Pickens is capable of on the field. Yeah, no doubt. Nice. Look, the tea leaves are pointing. We might have landed something in George Pickens. I, I yeah. heard the whispers. I hadn't seen it with my own eyes yet, but everybody that I know that might know, they're all like, man, George Pickens is really the man. Right. <laughs> I'm like, all right. He is really the man. Yeah. Like so we're going to find out, right? We're going to totally find out. I'll tell you, though, uh, on the disappointing side, one guy we are not going to find out from anything else is Brenton Cox. We lost an outside linebacker today. Um, not really scheduled to be a starter. Wasn't even a starter in the G-Day game, right? Um, Ojolari was giving this kid trouble even since the Texas Bowl game last year. Brenton Cox had some tackles last year, did play in some games, but not slated to be the starter this year. How do you think the loss of this kid, which, by the way, if you're wanting to know why he's gone, Nobody really knows. He just got the lightning bolt. Kirby just said, yeah, he's gone. Dan Laney won't even talk about it. Kirby's not really talking about it. Kid got arrested for marijuana in the spring, was set to do a uh, suspension, but then all of a sudden he's in the transfer portal, dismissed from the team. Uh, what do you think that means for the outside linebacker room? I, to be very frank with you, I don't think, if you erase number one from my memory banks, we're not going to miss anything. And I'm not really knocking the kid. The kid had potential to be a good ball player. We're just that loaded at that position. Um, he, he was a five-star. I mean, right? he was a five-star. We just write off five-star, you know, but I mean, hey. And you hate hey, to see so. it. You really hate to see a five-star leave. or four, You hate to see anybody with talent leave that could, at the very minimum, provide great depth. But Here's one thing, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like when you go from dating to living with your wife or girlfriend. You really don't know everything you need to know about somebody until you live with them. And sometimes you find out that maybe we're just not as much as of a match as we thought we were. So, right. 
He and lived you can't with simulate us. that. You can't he simulate cannot. that, right? You can't find out until you're on campus and the culture is there and you have to actually fit in. Exactly. And after last year, guys, we had some we had some locker room issues last year, some major culture problems, uh, a divided house, if you will. And we've worked real hard to to graduate some of those people and some of them gone into the draft early and some transfer out and the do more motto, the, the kids had to do more from a leadership standpoint, okay? For us to be successful, it starts there. It starts in the leadership in the locker room. And if Brenton Cox wasn't a positive in the locker room, I don't care how many stars he had. Kirby did the right thing. I agree. I agree. And you're right about needing more leadership, right? And it starts with Andrew Thomas, Jake Fromm on the offensive side of the ball. You got Tay Crowder. You got Monty Rice on the defensive side of the ball. Guys like J.R. Reed. Those kind of guys are the guys that are going to have to step up and run this thing. And we're asking a lot of those guys this year. But that is what do more is all about. Do more. Do more than you did yesterday. Do more than you did last year. Do more than they're doing in Tuscaloosa or more than they're doing up in Clemson. We've got to do more than we've been doing if we want to get better results than we've been getting. Do more. Absolutely. That's exactly what we've got. And we've got kids that are buying into that. We didn't have that last year. Jake Fromm was only a sophomore. I mean, he was walking into his second season off of a season that you had a Chubb and Michelle and and Roquan, and you've got all these leaders. I mean, you're surrounded by leaders onto a team that was leaderless and then had to divide because of – you know, players wanted to dictate who was starting and who wasn't. Well, look at the press reports you've seen on From here just in the past week, 10 days, right? He's There's all of these stories out there about how From is saying things like, what can I do to personally get better, right? I have to get better. I have to be more efficient. I have to be better with the ball, downfield passing, my decisions, my checks, Jake Fromm is making a big deal, a public deal out of his desire and his drive and his, you know, journey to get better. Absolutely. And with that, he's led so many player-led practices. When the coaches can't get involved, they can't make you practice. I mean, it's just against the NCAA rules. It's up to the players at that point if they really want to go out there every day and hold a practice of their own. And Jake Fromm was leading those, along with Andrew Thomas, along with Imani Rice. But, yeah, those kids, they got up early and went to bed late, and and, and they consumed football. They didn't have a summer like they had the summer before last. They had, a, they had some breaks, and you've seen them. They went together a lot of times. Instead of breaking off and going off with your, with your buddies from home or your family over there, you'd see Jake Fromm and – eight or 10 or 12 guys doing, doing those things together, bonding, building that, that connection that you really don't realize you have until you're under pressure late in the fourth quarter and your back's against the ropes. 
and somebody's got to step up and get it done, right? right? This is where you this is where that stuff is earned, right? That stuff is built now and pays off later. So we're going to find out, right? I mean, hell, speaking of which, me and Jamie going to we're going to be uh, in the suites this weekend at Sanford Stadium watching a practice from the suites inside Sanford Stadium eating and drinking up behind the glass, man. Pretty swanky, Jamie. I'm looking forward to uh, reporting directly what we see in the practice and the scrimmages going on this weekend in Sanford Stadium. Are you excited to be in the suite this weekend? Man, I'm beside myself about it. Look here, this isn't nine minutes of practice that people get to report on. Like, hey, I'm going to give you everything I've seen in nine minutes before the media has to leave. (laughs) Right. We're going to be there from... We're going to get there before the first We're going to get there before afterwards. the players get there <laughs> right. and leave after the players leave, exactly. right? Exactly. Oh, man, I'm looking forward to being in Sanford Stadium this weekend, man. It's going to be great. And, guys, we'll have some stuff. We'll have some uh, media, we'll have some pictures. We'll be on putting stuff on Instagram. By the way, uh, I had a guy ask me this weekend, uh, a friend of mine, like a member of my family, Jamie asked me, he said, hey, was that thing you said about, you know, Mel Tucker sending you a card? He's like, was that like a real thing or were you just kidding, right? I'm like, no, I wasn't <laughs> kidding. I asked the card. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, I'm looking at it. I'm going to put a picture. If you guys don't follow the Dogcast on Instagram, you totally should because I only put awesome pictures up. But uh, I'm going to put a picture of my 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 card that I got from Mel Tucker, uh, I'll put a picture of that on Instagram tonight, and you guys can check it out. Uh, my little love letter from Mel Tucker to Derek, saying you know where Mel Tucker told me how he just you know misses me and uh, wishes he was still in Athens. No, I'm just kidding. It doesn't really say that, but I did get a card from Mel Tucker. Damn it! So I'll put a picture of that on Instagram. Uh, Jamie's got stuff all over Facebook. Hey, another thing I wanted to talk about. How about South Carolina returning all those tickets? Did you see that letter we got from the Hartman Fund about, hey, there's a bunch of tickets for the South Carolina game? Yeah, I mean, there's 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 tickets. Of course, the the cupcakes they're they're returning tickets as well, which that's more common. But South Carolina, yeah, I wonder is Muschamp losing it. Is he, is he losing his, his, his steam, so to say, Hey, listen, there? I believe people vote with their wallets, right? I mean, and for all the damn talk and all the bluster, and I saw a thing, CBS Sports says, oh, South Carolina's a sleeper. Maybe I mean, dude, if you're thinking South Carolina's going to win 10 games this year, I want some of the shit you are smoking, friend, because that is insane. South Carolina's schedule is Brutal. Oh, They'd be lucky to go six and six. They're going to be super lucky to even have a winning season, much less ten wins, right? And I'll tell you, if you don't believe it, look at the South Carolina fans and what they're actually doing—not what they're saying, but what they're doing, which is not buying tickets to see South Carolina play in Athens. Yeah, they're not. And I think, I think what happened is. These fans fell victim to the media last year. So many media outlets, you know, they were going to whoop our tail. We were going to get beat in Columbia. Oh, your man Tory Gurley and the media, they were all over. They were were fired up, baby. That was our – that, that was a game we were going to lose. We were going to walk in there and, and get our tails stomped and get, get sent home, and that didn't happen. And, in fact, they weren't really good after that. So 
I think they built themselves up so much for this remarkable season that didn't take place this year. They're still they're still feeling the jet lag. Yeah, they're still feeling the jet lag. That's a good way to put it, my friend. They are still feeling the jet lag. And because such, they're like, hey, we don't feel like traveling. But they were going to return all those tickets to the yeah, Athens I game. Yeah, I mean, we remember what they did to us at home. Do you think I want to drive all the way there for it to get worse? Yeah, I tell you what, it's not going to be friendly. I don't think it's going to go over great for them this year in Athens. Yeah, probably not. What else you got, Jamie? What else do we need to cover before we uh, we're gonna we got some new news? I, I think we're maybe gonna tease this new new thing we've been working on. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we talk about the big news? I've got a lot of people. Re- you tweeted something from our our Dogcast Twitter account that that changes were coming. Yes, and I, I've got several, several, several messages making sure that the dog cast was going to continue. So, I, of course, I assured him it was. So I think we – do you want to tease the news or you want to – Just break the news? or break, I take, kind of give them a rundown of what, what's going on. I don't on know, man. Maybe, maybe we just tease it, right? I, I can tell you guys this. We have been in negotiations. We are going to be making some changes, but we think – we think it's going to be good for the dog cast, right? Um, you guys probably know podcasting is more popular than ever, right? And um, there's apparently all of a sudden there's real money in podcasting all of a sudden, right? Advertisers have figured out that podcasting is pretty cool. So uh, I'm going to leave it at that for right now, but I can tell you that Jamie and I are working behind the scenes to make the Dogcast a better show. We're going to be more available on more platforms. We're going to have more content. It's not going to cost you any money. Not We're not going to a pay model or anything like that. We're not. Never. It's going to be the same show. We're not changing the show at all, but it is going to be good for us, and what is good for us is good for you. We are still – the original Georgia Bulldog football podcast, the biggest, the oldest. We have the most listeners. We are the 800-pound gorilla in the room. And if you want to talk to Georgia football fans, that you go through the dog cast. So we are trying to do some things that are gonna. It's gonna make the dog cast better, and um, and gonna. It's just gonna be better for all of us, right? I think you guys are gonna enjoy it, but we're not changing. The show's not going away. We're not changing the model or the frequency or anything like that. All that's going to stay the same. But we do have, hopefully, some big news here really soon. It's going to be good for me and Jamie, and uh, hopefully that means it'll be good for you guys as well. So uh, we're not quite ready to break it, but we do have a new logo. We got a new logo. We're about to have a new website. All the stuff is it's starting to we're, – we're starting to put some shit together over here in the bunker, I got to tell you. Yeah, we're we're just days away from being able to order T-shirts as well. I got um, final proofs approved today, and they're building the actual site that you will order from. So right. that should be done this week and live, and I'll blast that out on all forms of social media. We got that, and like you said, we got a brand new logo, which is really neat. Yeah, new logo. That's all going to be over the website, too. The website's going to be all new at uh, dogcast.com, um, Instagram at dogcast, Twitter at dogcast, uh, Facebook. We're at the uh, the dogcast podcast on Facebook if you just search that. And don't uh, – by the way, you know, I haven't really talked about it, but, you know – 
the junkyard dog cast are you serious with that name man i mean come on rusty you keep you're better than that man you're better than that yeah I thought, so yeah I, I gotta interrupt you there i, I go ahead i was a little caught off by that as well and i was because you know Rusty's one of the guys in 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 this arena that i, I don't really have any issues with rusty typically um, I think he runs a pretty decent ship. Sure. But, I don't have a problem with him either. I yeah, mean, yeah, but he didn't think this one through. Um, and, but if we think about it, I mean, if you, let's be honest, if I were going to go start a brand new podcast tomorrow about Georgia Bulldogs football, hell, I'd, I'd want to call it the dog cast as well. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause the little thing we're hitting about, I mean, People are reaching out to us, and, and one of them was like, can you talk? I was like, sure. He's like, well, we're looking for the very best Georgia football podcast. We want to, started, we want to start with you guys because we've listened to them all, and this is where we're starting at. So I can't say as I blame Rusty Mansell. I don't, I li- I don't like it, but I hey. can't blame him. I can't blame him. If I was Rusty and I wanted to start a new podcast about Georgia football, eh, I'd want to call it the Dogcast as well, right? So uh, there you go. Eh, great. Thanks. You know, I mean, I guess imitation is really the sincerest form of flattery, right? So, hey, Rusty, thanks for calling your podcast the Dogcast, right? But here's what you need to know, Rusty. When people search Dogcast podcast, they're, they're going to get us. the original, the, the the big boys, the big dog, the original. Since 2005, the original Georgia football podcast, the only one that matters, the dog cast. Guys, we appreciate y'all listening. We are not going anywhere. We are only getting bigger and stronger. Me and Jamie will be in the suites this weekend, and we'll report back. Well, guys, we are full tilt boogie doing shows every week from now until the time the season starts. And, and once we get to Vanderbilt – we will be doing our regular two shows a week, pregame on Wednesday, postgame on Sunday. We are ready to play ball. We cannot wait. I, I'm ready to see DeAndre Swift's dead leg cut break somebody's ankles so bad I can't stand it. It's not far. We're almost there. When practice starts, it's football season. That's right, baby. Guys, thanks for listening. Give us a call at 706-363-0210. We're going to be releasing the cocktail recipe for the season. We've got big things coming up. We are so excited for football. It ain't going to be but a minute before the Golden Dome Notre Dame Fighting Irish are in Athens, baby. So it's about time for football, guys. Give us a call. Email us at dogcast at gmail. Hit Jamie up on Facebook. Hit him up on Twitter. Find me on Instagram. We are everywhere. We are on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're all over every podcast network. Just search Dogcast. We're the only one out there that matters. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Go dogs.